Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey, I'm Jordan Rogers. And I'm Luke Rogers. And we're the hosts of Sports Related. And we're brothers. We're going to bring the thunder. You're going to leave smarter. We're going to drop mind grenades. We're going to mm. carpet bomb your brain mm. with sports and culture. And if you're a guy, you're going to get in touch with your feminine side. If you're a girl, you're going to like sports. If you already like sports, you're going to know how to talk about sports. Even if you don't like sports, you're going to learn how to talk about sports. We're going to bring it and we're going to bring it. Hard. You're going to get to know us a little bit too. The embarrassing background stories Luke pooping his pants as a grown adult. Yep, it happened. I'll share it. It's not a good story. <laughs> but join us because we're going to give you something to take away every week. Remember to download new episodes every Friday at the Podcast One app or subscribe to Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. Get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in to another car cast. I'm Adam Kroll. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello. This is our uh, favorite episode of the year. We do our our recap of the Monterey weekend. Yeah. What a great event. Yeah, it's a great event filled with uh, great guys and uh, great fans and all that. Although a little controversy brewing. Is there? A brewing of the controversy. <laughs> uh, my race suit is not, fa- had been found. And it was, so here's where. Uh, he, said, he said, she said thing? Well, uh, no, not yet. Here's, here's <laughs> what happened. What happened was we were working a little at the track on Sunday and caught up in uh, some controversy. We'll get into maybe a little bit later. And uh, we were getting trying to get back to L.A. I, I had a mandate from Lynette that uh, Sonny, who now was, had missed the first week of school, yeah. needed to come back and get home at a decent hour because uh, then Monday would be his first school day that he would actually attend. Yeah. So, oh, his tooth. Yeah, <laughs> keeping the tooth. <laughs> Got to write that down. Sonny's tooth. No, we got that in the notes. Oh, Sonny's good. tooth. Good, good job, Max Patton. <laughs> so, uh, we kind of hightailed it out of the track about four thirty or so, and uh, my gear was uh, left behind for Rob to collect helmet and long johns and everything else. Yeah. Uh, when he bundled up the suitcase, you know the the Sparco thing with the wheels on it and all the different compartments, the yeah. race gear suitcase. He did not miss a sock or long john or the hood or the shoes or anything, but he did miss the one big red item that yeah. I'm, I'm apt to wear on the track, which is the fire suit. Okay. Now, uh, to be fair to Rob, it wasn't with the other stuff. It was hanging with the fire suits in a cabinet. So right. it's a little out of sight, out of mind, but I would say if you're packing up the equipment yeah. and you miss the biggest item on the list, yeah. that you may want to internalize that to some degree. Did he pack up the stuff? Because when we went to the trailer, Ken from Canapa handed us the bags and said, we have your stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you said, I was standing there, you said... My my long johns or something were hanging, and he goes, "We got all that." All right. Well, so, in so, that case, then it's not Rob's fault. Although Rob 
sort of said it to me like I packed your stuff up or I got your stuff or whatever it is. Maybe he made a mistake, which is trying to trying to uh, trying to uh, get a little credit. Yeah, and now he is going to get credit. So <laughs> he said they said they packed it all up, or Rob said he packed it all up, or Ken Dobson over there said they packed it all up and they they handed us they gave us the suitcase and then we gave it to Rob. Rob was standing with oh, us. Okay, he was standing with us, so, and, and he was loading up. You know, he had the truck, the trailer, then, and he gave us the two bags: the roller bag and the helmet bag. Right. Well, the suit wasn't in either one, and later on, when we got back to L.A. We had no bag, or we had no fire suit. So right. I said, where's the fire suit? And Rob said he forgot it, but it should have probably just said Ken forgot it. And then we assumed it was just in the trailer, in the locker. And uh, so I said, uh, all right, well, Tom was going back to Kennepa to go pick up the car in a couple of days. Yeah. So just have him hand it off to, to Tom, and that'll be fine. And then... We contacted them, and they said, no, we handed it off, the fire suit, separately. And they said, Uh, who'd you hand it off to? And he said, "Uh, your cameraman. Now, there were- a cameraman? We had two cameramen. (laughs) We had two cameramen who were there the whole weekend. Oh, technically, those are Nate's cameramen. Right, but if if you work for Kenapa, there are cameramen. Yeah. And- you probably should have been familiar with them because they would they were there for the last three days hanging around your pit. Yeah, eating your lunch. Yeah, they would look they would look familiar to you. <laughs> yeah, I just spoke to the cameraman uh, ten minutes ago, and both of them said we never got anything handed to us. Okay, so now somebody was handed the suit. It wasn't anybody on our end. There's. Evidently don't have it on their end, and my cameramen don't know what they're talking about. Does Charles have it? (laughs) Does Nate have it? Those are the two missing guys, right? I contacted Nate, and Nate didn't know what I was talking about, but he contacted the camera guys, and they didn't know what I was talking about. Okay. And then there's Charles, but Charles loves to converse. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he was walking with us. And if uh, Charles had it, he would send you an email or do a something or have a have a yeah, something. Yeah, he would. And he I'm would. not sure. So we'd have to look into it. But at this particular point, there may be some treachery afoot. Maybe next year somebody's walking around with a Corolla suit on. <laughs> well, I don't know, Max Prada. What, what's your what's your you were there? What's your take on this? All the cameramen and Nate. Nate wasn't there on Sunday. He flew out um, Saturday night. So, so Nate definitely can't have it. Yeah. Okay. So unless so know, Charles of, is putzing around his house with it, like <laughs> wearing it, I don't know. Like, well, the thing is, it doesn't fit any of us except for you. <laughs> so there's not that. No, I mean, is it? Is there some weirdo fan that just wanted to grab the the suit and like had a few beers and went? Like, yeah, but then it goes weird. back to it goes back to Ken at Kenapa not recognizing the guy. And and we're assuming he recognized one of the camera guys, or it was just a guy with a lot of cameras, and maybe wearing one of those orange vests that, that gets you out onto the hot hot pit or whatever yeah. it is. Anyway, yeah. Well, good all thing right. you have twelve suits. To be, I like that suit. I know you like yeah, that. that was, it's the one that you wear all one. the time. Yeah. <laughs> to be, you had your you had your vintage patches put on. That yeah, one. yeah. My Dotson so, patches yeah, on there. It's easily identifiable, by the way, thief. Yes, <laughs> if you're listening. All right, so uh, we went on out, and uh, 
we got ourselves a nice big BMW uh, X5M. Yeah, thanks was, to BMW and was, our friends at Rolls Royce. That was pretty. That was pretty awesome. Uh, we drove out. All the other guys uh, trucked out. We brought uh, two trucks and two trailers yeah. because we we're having a little car sort of uh, exchange. Yeah, swap. Yeah, it's the little musical chairs with the cars, and we'll see if we can. We attempted. Shine some light on we that. attempted some buying and selling. We attempted some buying and selling. Uh, nothing went to plan. Nothing went to plan. The rest of Monterey was fantastic. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so um, we uh, there's a lot of controversy, or not controversy, but there was a lot of uh, trying to can jigger things so that I could race the car because I only own half the car. Another company I borrowed money from owns the other half of the car and they didn't want me to race the car because it was stipulated in the contract. And so we had to get Mark Garrigus uh, on the, on the job and see, see if we could make everyone satisfied so that we could go out and run this car. And that, that drama was going when when we left for Monterey on Wednesday. Oh yeah, no, we I got the final like <laughs> email as you were suited up and getting into the car. Garagos was like, "You're good to go." By the way, what would we have done if Garagos wasn't around to help at the last minute on a Saturday and a Sunday? I don't and, and like midnight on a Friday night. Like he was he was on the ball. Yeah. No, yeah. he's listen. He was doing magic Garagos stuff. If you want to get something done. Give it to somebody who's busy. I'm, it, I'm paraphrasing. You can figure that one out, Max Pata. But <laughs> my members of my family have nothing on their plate. But if you said to them, uh, hey, could you head down to Carpeteria up the street and pick up a couple of swatches for, cu- for carpet samples so we could uh, get the place redone, yeah. years would go by before they were able yeah. to pull that one off and there'd be three big arguments like in the middle there'd be like three blowouts in the middle where you asked them six months ago and now you've changed your tone a little bit and uh you've seen like my buddy ray like you see the people that don't have anything on their plate and how everything is just a bridge too far and then they're the mark garriguses and the jimmy kimmels and i try to explain to everyone they're the busiest person on the planet. They're the last person you'd think to bother with some sort of nitpicky piece of whatever. Yeah. And they're also the best, fastest, and most efficient at knocking it off. Yes. When you go into your day and you have a checklist of things, adding one more thing, like for me, isn't necessarily a big deal. But for a lot of people, it's when you're breaking into the, uh, to the, to the plan nothing Right. Like if you have nothing and that's your plan, nobody wants to disturb that. No, look, there's an interesting thing. Mark Ergus has 31 things to do every day. So if we add, figure out a way to get me to race this car, you know, legally, figure out how I can race this car going against the, the what stipulated in the contract, he now went from 31 things to do that day to 32 things to do that day. But... It only represents 3% of a jump. It's a 3% thing. My mom has nothing to do all day, so you picking up a carpet swatch is a 100% yeah, it's a to, her, to her agenda, it's a disaster. Yeah. and that's a disaster. <laughs> Garrigus has momentum <laughs> he like when, he, when he picks up that task. 
You're right. Yeah, he did. Well, it was a silly little thing with a silly little contract that says you can't race a car. And uh, and and all it would needed was a guy like Garagos bringing everybody to the table and going, don't worry about it. We'll cover it. Let's do it. And everyone's like, okay. And yeah. it just needed, you know, that that bringing the minds together and then getting a signature saying, we all agree. Well, also, in terms of philosophies, what we didn't need is, oh, man, we're screwed. It's stipulated in the contract. You can't race, so you can't race. What it did need is, look, rules were made to be broken. Let's figure this out. Here's the deal. He's going to race the car. Now, let's reverse engineer it and figure out a way to make everyone happy. One thing we all know, he's racing the car. Yeah. Now, let's figure out how to make that work. Yeah. Which is the way you need to approach problems, not, woe is me, this is never going to happen, and all that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Thank God for Garagas. Uh, Mr. Wolf, I like to call him. So, uh, we were heading out, and... I was feeling, um, you know, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a superstitious person, but sometimes I do see there's an irony in life, and I feel like you fought so hard to go drive <clears throat> this car. Wouldn't it be sort of poetic if it blew up or got badly damaged or something like that? Like it, it, it'd be, it'd be a story that you would always tell, which is. I kept fighting and fighting and fighting and went yeah. out and practice and put it into the wall. You never want to be the other end of the I told you so. Right. You know, like you want to be able to be like, hey, I told you nothing would go wrong. You don't want to be the other side. Yeah. So I had some concerns, but I was also like, ah, I know the track pretty well. The car seems to be fairly civil and uh, I'm just going to go out and uh, and run. Yeah. And. I had the, another plan, which is, well, we'll go Thursday. Thursday practice, one session, morning. Which we did. Friday practice, one session, morning. Did that. Saturday. Uh, the Friday, now people want to know, especially Sonny, he was confused. How does, you know, they call it practice qualifying. And then you do another practice qualify, or maybe it's pretty much just a qualify race on Saturday morning. Saturday morning. And qualify. so, so what's it mean? Well, it's like, look. You go out and practice on Thursday in no particular order. Then you go out Friday pretty much in no particular order, although they do figure out who the fast guys are and probably slide them up front a little bit, top load them a yep. little bit. And then when you're done with Friday, you now have a qualifying place. When you go out Saturday, they grid you up Saturday morning as to how you qualified on Friday. By time, right. I think. Probably not by finishing place. Saturday morning is how you finish. It's not a timed lap thing. So I went out, like I think it was like 26th, came back, was 19th or something, after the morning session on, on Saturday, Saturday morning. On Saturday morning. Okay. Which is technically what they call qualifying, but I see what you're saying. It, it sort of loads. Friday's a qualifying, too, because it, it, it qualifies. It sort of pre-grids the... Yeah, how do they know how to line you up for Saturday yeah. unless they find out how you did on Friday? Yeah. So there's a lot of like, this isn't a test, but it is a test. Yeah, it, it is they're a keeping test. an eye on, on, on times. Well, it's not they're keeping an eye on it. It's Friday, uh, sorry, Thursday is probably the only pure 
Just practice. Yeah. I wouldn't tell some of those guys. I know. <laughs> everything, everything else is essentially a race to see what spot you start in. Yeah. Up until the race Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I okay. get it. So, you know, you get a couple shots at it. Right. So <laughs> my plan was go out Thursday, nothing to prove, just get comfortable in the car, very concerned about heat in the tires because I got an endless discussions from Leno and everyone else, which is, uh, you know, they, they pretty much describe those cars like, and I think it's kind of a weird thing. Max Pata, what's wrong with people? Oh, <laughs> they love to do this. They <laughs> Go love ahead to, and list everything. <laughs> they, 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 they love to do this thing where it's like, it's like jokes get this way. You know, hey, eat Chinese food and two hours later you're hungry. And I, everyone's like, starts nodding their head and stuff. And I go, not my experience with Chinese food. I eat Chinese food. I eat a lot of Chinese food and I'm not hungry because I get my fill. Like I rice and, you know, barbecued spare ribs and, you know, pork ribs and chow mein and everything. I yeah. like, I go out and eat Chinese like I go out and eat, a, you know, barbecue. But everyone just kind of does this thing and they, you know, and they nod or they go, Oh man, they'll never ask for directions. <laughs> and I go, I ask for directions all, all like all every day. And so does all, almost every guy I know. But there's like weird little things and they just kind of become things. And then everyone likes to, they, they sort of promote it by they just keep talking about it. So anyone who talks about that uh, Porsche, especially 935, like you're going into the corner, next thing you know, staring at the rear end of the car. Boom! <laughs> right around you, which I don't think you would be. I don't think it would yeah. work that way. I don't think I'd you just could be actually... looking at the whale tail yeah. all of a sudden going, wow. But Leno's like, oh, yeah, I drove one of those. You ever drive one? No, nah, I never drove. Uh, <laughs> you, you just go in a corner, boom, whips around, right around. That's how they work. And part of me is like, how could they have won so many races if that's how they were engineered, yeah. just to whip around? <laughs> just, they sound terrible. <laughs> but then they do this. No, no, no. Those guys know how to drive those cars. That's you see, you don't know how to drive this car, and it's not a regular car. So for you, it's just going to whip around. For everyone else, they know what they're doing. So you're automatically you don't know how to drive it. Well, when you hop into a five ten or even a Nissan Turbo car, whatever it is, nobody gives you a big speech about not knowing how to drive it. Right. When you get into a Porsche, a nine eleven, especially a nine thirty five. You get a big speech about how you don't know how to drive this yeah. car and, and what this car is going to do to you without you wanting it. You know, you're not going to permit it. It's going to do it to you. Yeah. I'm not sure who tells all these stories or why. I don't, I don't know. I don't feel right, like. But I, I did hear that several times. I don't feel Every like I walk around to people and go, what do you got? Mustang. Ooh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Dream one before? Yeah. No. Yeah. This is my. Oop. Oh, boy. <laughs> good luck out there. Like, I don't do that to people. I go, cool. Sounds good. And if they say, like, I've never driven the car before, I go, yeah, give it three laps, and I'm sure you'll feel, it'll feel like uh, an old slipper after three laps. You'll yeah. be so comfortable. I don't go like, oh, boy. I, who are these people? Like, what? I, I know Rob's one of those guys. I, I, it, the, I have the craziest relationship with Rob and Tom over at the other shop. I'm talking to uh, Tom the other day, and it's like, um, yeah, man, uh, I got T-boned, and uh, now the insurance says it's my fault, even though I just got T-boned, and now uh, they want 20 grand, and I'm screwed. And I'm like, you're just parked in your car, and uh, some crazy lady without a driver's license, without insurance, just comes up T-bones you, and you're at fault? And he's like, yeah, I'm just driving along in the left lane, just motoring along, and this chick hits me. And I'm like, wait a minute, Rob said you're parked. 
Now, tell Rob that. Rob, hold on. Rob told me three times <laughs> you're just sitting in your car parked yeah. and somebody just slammed into you. No, I was in the left lane and I was going along Woodley Avenue and this chick came out of nowhere. And I'm like, I had to go back and like yell at Rob. Rob, what goes on? Like, what, what? What goes on in your world that this is your conveyance of information? And how is it so wildly, how is it so distant from the truth and reality? Like, Rob told me three times. See, here's how you always know the information's off. The first For the first <laughs> month, it was Tom sitting in his car parked. Yeah. And he gets T-boned. Yeah. All right. Then I go, wait a minute. Then it goes to... Now the insurance has ruled against him and said it was his fault. Now those are two interesting pieces of information that can't both be true because if you're just sitting in your car and somebody hits you, it'd be really tough for the insurance to pin that one on you, right? You're saying it's in park. It's it's in park. I I don't know. (laughs) So that then gets upgraded from, well, no, he was in his car. No, he was on the road, but he was stopped. Okay. Okay. So last time we talked, he was just parked in his car. Got to watch out when you use words like parked in the car versus stopped. I don't feel like I'm yeah. parked at a red light. I feel like I'm parked by the side of the road. Right. Stopped at a red light would be a word. Yeah, stop at a red light or stop sign. So it gets upgraded to him being stopped and the person T-boning him. But then when I went and talked to Tom and I said, I, I can't believe you're getting screwed by the insurance when you're just sitting there, stopped it. And he's like, no, nah, I wasn't stopped. I was driving right along. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why is Rob telling me this? He's like, I have no idea. I just told him I was driving along and somebody T-boned me. Now, <laughs> for I guess for Rob, it's a more interesting story to say you were just sitting there in your car, stopped. But I would say to, to Rob, as long as we're doing that with the information, why don't you just say you're at home <laughs> sleeping? Because that makes yeah. it even more her fault. Either way, it's her fault. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's her now fault. Now it's Rob's fault because I was totally confused. And well, it was like, never put Rob on the stand. Now, the beauty of Rob is Rob <laughs> goes, that's what Tom told me. Like, yeah. Why would Tom? <laughs> <laughs> so Tom was motoring along in the left lane. He was just motoring along in the left lane. He was T-boned. But then the next day, he came into work and said, I was parked in my car. And somebody T-boned me? Don't, Somebody's I, insane here. don't go to Rob for the details. I don't ask yeah. Rob anything. Rob says, <laughs> did you hear what happened to Tom? Oh, and I go. go, no, I didn't hear what happened to Tom. He was sitting in his car. Some lady T-boned him, and now his ankle's broken. Did you hear what happened to your fire suit? Well, I don't have it. (laughs) That's what happened. (laughs) So, um, all right. So I decide we're going to go out Thursday. We're going to take it nice and slow. And there's 50 cars in the run group. It's a very crowded run group. And I go out, I would say, about last. I, I think... That doesn't mean 35th. It means like 48th, 49th, or 50th. Like, I was at the very back of that group. So, when I went out onto the track, you got to keep in mind, it takes a little while to get 50 cars down the, not starting on the track, but down the entrance road and get onto the track. 
when you do the race, you start on the track. But when you do the practice, you go down the entrance road and kind of start. Well, you always go down the entrance road. But what I'm saying is it takes 50 cars a while to get down there. Yeah. By the time I get out there as the 49th car, the dudes who went out one through five or inevitably the fast guys, they're yeah. basically first in line at the buffet or the fat guys. You know, <laughs> like first in line to get on the track are the guys that yeah. want to go. And they're fast. Um, they're coming around when I'm sort of... Around get, that, that starting area. I, well, they're coming around every area. But what I'm saying is, is yeah. I'm getting out onto the track trying to scrub some heat into the tires. And these guys are now... They're racing yeah. at this point, And they're coming up behind you. Which is <laughs> uncomfortable for your plan. Which is, I'm just going to take it slow and kind of get into it. Because no one... Nobody else is taking it slow. They're in this not group. taking it slow out there. Those, right. That first ten guys are on a mission during practice. So my plan is take it slow, get some heat in the tires, start getting used to the car, a little acclimated. By lap four, you know, start getting into it a little bit. Yeah, and by lap seven or eight, maybe start nine, ten, start turning some times. Yeah. That was my plan. It did not work out. I will explain to you why in one second. First, I'll tell you about On It, man. Oh, you've heard me talk about On It before. Amazing supplements like Alpha Brain, Buffalo Meat Warrior Bars, MCT Oil. On It CEO Aubrey Marcus did a little take a knee with me. We talked about going from a college athlete to running a multi-million dollar health brand and when to abandon your dreams. Take a listen. What I'm trying to say to people, because we, we always do this, hey, you got to follow your, those dreams, and you got to hang on to them. you got to shoot for the stars. you got to hang on to those dreams. Like, I'm saying, no, you don't. Abandon those things. Just like you did in basketball, just like I did, believe it or not, in football, just like so many other, just like my son will do one day, he will abandon his dreams. So they filmed the whole thing, and you can watch the entire podcast and behind-the-scenes mini-doc free at onit.com slash Adam. On it. O-N-N-I-T dot com slash Adam. And also, while you're there, save 10% on your entire order. Get that MCT oil, man. I use that stuff every day. Just dump it in your coffee. And uh, watch the Take a Knee episode free on it dot com slash Adam. So uh, I get out there, and I'm like, uh, wow, these guys are fast. And not only are they fast, but they're trying to go fast, you know. So I'll, I'll show you a little clip. I just told... I put together a ten second clip of uh, people, people, people passing me. But you can see how fast these guys pass you, and how uh, how sort of eh, I guess it'd be intimidating. as uh, would be the word. Would yeah. be. it's it's not confident. It it doesn't build your confidence. Uh, you can go ahead and play it there, Chris. We'll put everything up at uh, carcastshow.com. Just sailing past me. Do you remember that race suit you used to have? Yeah, I miss that baby. <laughs> now, the thing that's always funny about going, the thing that's funny about going half speed around the track, it kind of feels like you're going, it kind of feels like you're going, when you're going 
half speed around the track or, yeah. or, or 60% around the track, it feels like you're going about 85%. Like it kind of, it feels like, all right, I'm going slow, but I'm not going to go twice as fast as this. Like I'm going to go 10% faster. Yes. Yeah. And then these guys are passing me 60%. The adrenaline and the sound and everything just makes it, it just amplifies everything. Right. You so you, I always, when I'm driving slowly around a track and somebody goes, you know, what, what can we do? I think, well, we could shave five seconds, but we're not going to shave 20 seconds. Right. You and, weren't, you weren't running around doing five minute lap times and then you're going to go out and run two and a half lap times. Like it wasn't. Right. So when know. the guys go sailing past you, just blowing your doors off, it does not instill you with confidence because you think <laughs> I could be trying harder. And going faster, but not with nowhere near what these guys no, are up to. They could be trying harder and going faster. And <laughs> no, they couldn't be. <laughs> they are trying harder and going faster. That's the, the, their, that's the uh, point. Their practice session was not very practicey. I mean, two laps into it, these guys were going. They were flying. They and they got the first handful of guys at least. That they was were, the first. They were on lap. mission. Like, like <laughs> when we got black flagged. And when they black flag the session, and I guess it's from guys making contact or getting too aggressive or doing whatever it is, the session got black flagged. And they pulled us all back in onto the front grid, and they sort of waved the black flag at everybody. And then they said, all right, like it was a timeout. Everyone got a timeout. Now, here's the deal. The entire field got scolded. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> I like that. They run these things, and they run a tight ship, and they have 20-minute sessions. And if you're going to sit there getting a black flag pointed at you, you're still on the clock. You yeah, can, you, can don't, get, you don't get extra time. You can go out there and get 10, 11 laps in, or you can go out there and get three laps in. Either way, you get 20 minutes. Yeah. And so... It's, you're on the clock. So it's not like, well, we get 10 laps no matter what, so yell all, yell all you want. Yeah. Then we went back out there, and then we got black flagged again. <laughs> and then we got black flagged again. They held us for a few minutes, and I was sort of like, I was thinking to myself, we're kind of up against it now. Like, we're probably at minute 17 or 18 now. Are they going to let us back on a third time after our second black flag? Yeah. A session... I the the announcers were worried one. about that too. They they were thinking like, okay, this unfortunately this is going to have to end. <laughs> it's going to have to end. So meanwhile, all I've done was go around the track at half speed for and, three and confused. laps. Why and do we confused. keep stopping? Why, why do we, we keep, keep getting black, why do we keep black stopping? Flag? Like what's going on? And then the the ultimate insult was at the end of the session. If you look at it, Chris, the end of the session before they wave us in. Now they're like at a certain point they're like, nah, you got to nah. Come on in. You're so done here. everyone is going in, turning in. Now, I got Bruce Kennepa parked to my left about 15, 20 feet, like kind of waiting. And at a certain point, I get to the front of the line, and the chick's pointing at me going, go, turn in, turn in. But I'm like, I don't really know how to get back to Kennepa's <laughs> camp, which is at the very end, far corner, like the yeah. furthest away. Our tent, from where I'm at right now, where our cars are parked or paddocked, yeah. From where I am is as far away as you can get without with still being 
within the confines of yeah, the Yeah, yeah. Our pit pattern. area was in the back of the right. field. Basically. So the chick is pointing at me like, go. And I'm looking at Bruce. I'm like, Bruce, go. Because I'm going to follow you back to the to the thing. And he's just sitting there. For had to be the longest like ten Mississippi in my life, and she just keeps. Now I got everyone behind me, yeah, and they're all fired up and they're pissed, and I'm not going anywhere. And she keeps pointing, going, "Turn, you turn in," and I'm sitting there going, "Bruce, yeah." See if you look at it, Bruce is to the left, and he's looking like he wants to go in too, but he ain't going in. And now I'm pausing, like, "Go, go ahead, you, you go." And she's just looking at me going, go, why aren't you going? And I'm like, Bruce, you go, go. She keeps pointing and see her legs. You don't get to see her point. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Bruce finally went. went. Yeah, yes. But it was a long, it was a long pause for me of trying to, wanting him to go. So because you were lost. I don't know. You didn't know how to get back. Kind of. I don't know, know for back. sure how to get back. I have a rough yeah. idea of how to get back, but you why not just follow the, the guy for a while? who owns the track <laughs> and you're you're parked next to him? Why not let him go in front of you? She was not having that. We only saw legs, but I saw urgency. In the <laughs> apparently, Bruce <laughs> wasn't having it for a minute either. He didn't really get yeah. what was going yeah, on. I was like, "Why wouldn't you go? I'm not going. You go anyway." <laughs> That was uh, all part of the chaos. So uh, we got nothing, and uh, we went back in, and I essentially, uh, Thursday was really just an exercise in getting into the car, getting belted into the car, starting the car, and driving out to the hot pits, and then taking it for a walk around the track, and then coming back. That was just like, it was like practice. It's like, all the practice I got was, here's how the harness works, and here's where the paddock is. You didn't even get enough heat in the tires to, like, make a difference. Right. So that was a zero. And then Friday, well, the problem with Friday is now you're kind of racing. for Now people are qualifying for a spot yeah. in the Saturday race. So these, I, now, now I'm kind of like, <sighs> I got nothing out of that. I got no experience. I got no anything in that car. All I got out of it is there's a bunch of really fast, aggressive guys right. in and, this and class. And you know you have to pick up the pace. This is sort of a, whatever, pre-qualifier, and you saw that guys were running fast. One way or another, you got to pick up the pace. you got to pick up the pace or you're going to get hit in the rear yeah. by a Decon Monza that's racing with the yeah. Corvette or and, a 935. And very quickly, you're going to get lapped. Right. So... I uh, then decide, so I, I, I got to say, like, it wasn't a great Thursday night for me because I was like, uh, that we, we accomplished nothing. I was going to get to my comfort level very quickly by the time I got 10 laps in and then go out and have fun Thursday night and then look forward to yeah. Friday morning when I could cut loose, except for now Friday morning felt like Thursday morning and I got nothing I, done. I had fun Thursday night. <laughs> I, had fun I, think Chris, I think Chris had fun Thursday night. Did we watch Cliffhanger? <laughs> no, we watched Fast Five. We went to the Acura party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, so that was, was good fun. Time. Jay was there for like a minute. They revealed the uh, ARX 05, which they said do not tweet about yeah, or post anything. I'm still confused end. if we can talk about it or not. I think yeah, so. They said until midday Friday. Yeah. I think noon Friday. Uh, the next Sonny day was counting down the minutes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Matt takes a photo and Adam out of the side of his mouth just goes, you tweet that. 
<laughs> at the party. You should tweet that. So uh, kind of we had a good time. We ate, uh, yeah, Leno showed up, didn't eat any free food, and then split. He split. He doesn't Amateur. drink. Amateur hour. Doesn't drink, doesn't eat free food, I guess. Showed yeah, up didn't with, grab a cigar on the way out. Showed Jeez. up with uh, Maris's wife, who I had... Mavis. Mavis, sorry. Mavis's wife, who I had not... Maybe met on a time or two. Uh, anyway, very, uh, very yeah. lovely. Had a nice conversation. Uh, then we ate free food. Uh, then Saturday, sorry, then Friday, got into the car and started in the very back once again and was sitting there feeling like, uh, you don't belong. And I felt like uh, Ralph Macchio when he wanted to go check out the Cobra Kai gym. Yeah. You can't just walk in. You didn't belong. No. You didn't belong. You can't just walk in. And uh, Les was yelling, finish him the whole time. <laughs> Sweet in, in my, leg. <laughs> into my driver's side window. Um, so I was just sitting there. And while I was sitting in the back, not even gritted yeah. in the first 50 cars, uh, they were doing a sign. I have not seen these signs in other years. I've seen, they give you the five-minute sign, five minutes, they'll blow like a whistle or something, a five minutes, and everyone yeah. will kind of give them a thumbs up. And then it, they'll give a three-minute, which, of course, Rob... <laughs> comical rod leans in and goes two minutes and i go two minutes because they, they do yeah. five and they go three and it goes two minutes and i'm like two minutes and i'm starting to like, get my gloves aren't on or anything and then i look up and the chick's holding the three up and i go rob do you have to do you have to do that with everything she's holding the three fingers like oh yeah sorry three <laughs> two three whatever he won't sleep until i don't sleep that's his that's his mission. Like he has to panic me all the like. I, I don't have anything buckled up or anything. He's like two minutes, and I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> so um, now we're sitting in the car. Now what they've done now is they start putting stuff on signs and walking them past all the drivers. I guess oh, they like do the it. Ring girls, like yeah, the ring yeah. When girls. they when you have fifty cars, you can't go in and kind of. They'll in the past, like I don't know if there's. 18 cars, they'll just lean into the window and go, hey, man. But you can make eye contact. Now they're they're putting everything on a sign, and you have to give them a thumbs up. Like, I acknowledge your sign. I've seen the sign. The sign says, one sign says, no racing before the green flag. Like, get bunched up and look for the green. You don't get to just come out of the hairpin and be on it. You know, wait for the green. And then the other one, which I'll I'll show you. You got a still of uh, this one. This is, uh, I had to stare at it for a second. It says oil T11-T4. And I went, huh? And I was like, oh, there's oil from the hairpin at the end of the straightaway, or the beginning of the straightaway, sorry. The, the turn 11 that leads you down the hill into the straightaway to... Turn four, which is the right-hander after Kenapa's trailer and whatever. And it's like, that's half the track. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And what do you mean oil? (laughs) There's oil? (laughs) I I don't know. So I'm now sitting there going, all right, Thursday was a complete disaster with no seat time because I'm worried about the tires and heat and sticking and not breaking loose and not be waving at the rear end of the cars. It comes around to greet me. There's a dozen people going... Do you know how to drive a Porsche? Right, right. Do you even know what you're doing? And now we're ready to go out, and they're like, oil. Oil. Beginning of the track to the middle of the track. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, "Ah, this is not what I'm looking for out of this. And they had a bunch of 
you know, kitty litter and stuff down on the on the track and, and stuff. Okay. And I just kind of remember going, all right, well, now all I can do is sort of just do whatever the person in front of me is doing. Like, if they're sliding out, then I'll slide out. Yeah. But if they think it's good to go, then like, I'll... Uh, find a guy you think you're confident in and follow his line. See what happens. Yeah. Eventually, that kitty litter is going to blow off the track. But let's see right. how, how much... Yeah. How effective it is. So, one out on uh, Friday, got into a little bit of a groove, started putting a little heat into the tires and getting a little bit comfortable, and ended up, I think it was 26 out of 50 cars. Yeah, um, that sounds right. Which, you know, dead smack in the middle. And uh, that was fine with me. I was satisfied getting out of the car, felt like I would broke a sweat. You know, and felt like I'd understood the car a little bit. Didn't feel like I'd pushed it, it looked, to any limit. Brought the car back in one piece, despite the oil and everybody in your head and blah blah blah. It was it. It worked out great. Yeah. Was the was the amount of cars? Did that affect you at all? Because I mean, this is the biggest group I've ever seen you in. I am used to running in this group or a group like it, and I'm used to like forty two, forty three, forty four cars. But then there's a little bit of attrition and five or six cars break or get hurt or something. And so for the race, they'll start 37 or 38 cars. This car, this race was 50 cars. And with the attrition, you're still at 45 cars or whatever. It was definitely in the 40s in the actual race. Whatever, yeah. whatever you're at. So, uh, yeah, we got the grid sheet. It goes down to 36, but there's a second there's, grid there's sheet. There's more, yeah. There's more. We don't need it, but there's more. There's a second. That that's all you need to know is when you get down to 36, and there's still a second sheet. That's a lot of cars. All right, don't want to waste paper. Gotcha with the losers, man. Garage <laughs> boss, they ain't losers. New Reacher Height adjustable drain pan gets right under your drain plug to prevent misses or splashes. Works with low profile cars, cars on ramps, jacks, whatever you're putting them up on. Trucks on the ground or on ramps or the jacks, whatever you use, drain into a sealed container. All you clean up is the catch funnel. The pieces snap back into the drain container. It is very clean. It's simple. So much better than that weird gray black pan that sort of starts to taco when you pick it up under its own weight and then starts to slash out the low part. You don't want that sloshing going on. Plus, I got a new line of crystal clear funnels. See what you pour in. Prevent overfilling. Make sure your funnel is completely clean before storing all good stuff. All right. They have an exclusive uh, deal over at AutoZone. You can go to AutoZone.com if you like, or check out the video at AutoZone.com. See about Garage Boss. Great guys. We use them over at our shop all day long. Go to uh, GoGarageBoss.com and uh, get all their products because it's all just, it, it makes it look like you know what you're doing. That's what I'm saying. You out there with the milk jug doesn't that looks like amateur hour. Yeah. This looks like you know what you're doing. Garage boss. All right. So uh got felt pretty comfortable uh past a couple of guys and uh felt pretty good. Uh there was a yellow flag and a car spun out, a BMW Pro car spun out right at the top of right at the beginning of the corkscrew. I don't know if you saw that. Um, <clears throat> I saw a BMW hit the dirt, but not he necessarily spun in the location out. Where Max Paddle showed you. He spun out 
like he was saying, I'm going to use my car to prevent people from going through the corkscrew. Oh, for the, the pro car. Yeah, the BMW the pro sessions, car. Yeah. One of the Batmobile cars hit the dirt and spun, and then he went back on. He right. Back on. He, uh, this guy, no, that was in, a, in the race. He, he did that as well, one of the Batmobiles, and then went back on in the race. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this guy, oh, wait, I didn't remember if it was practice or race. You but saw, I saw it. it. I was you saw it. It no, was like right in front of the Rolex. We saw it we on TV sitting. on yeah. the race. Yeah, that's it. Um, we did see it there. So this guy was BMW yeah. Pro Car, which I love, M1, but he was taking up as much of the. It's literally like you couldn't position him in a way that would take up more. You have to yeah. drive around more to get through the corks. And, and you don't know if he's going to move forward or not. And. Right. Try to get to the high side. To he clear came out path. of nowhere too, because um, I'll show you the video, Adam, of you first discovering him. You were trying to tell uh, another car to pass behind you, and then you go over the hill and you see that BMW. You go, you both have to kind of like react. Um, yeah, I don't even remember that. The, 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 there's a lot of adrenaline. The sessions get sort of bleed into each other a little yeah. bit, and so you go, "Did that happen in this session or that session or at the beginning of the track or the end of the track or whatever it is?" Um, so we're racing. I'm telling these guys to check up because I'm seeing a yellow flag. I'm seeing it. So I saw the yellow flag and told the guy to to check up. Yeah, but he went he went past me. He didn't see the yellow flag. And then he backed off. All right. The yeah. uh, the other thing, and I'm so bad at this. God, it happens to me all the time. I got to figure this one out. Do they do look at look this one up? They do full course yellows and they do local yellows, right? Yeah. And I screw myself every time. Now, when they do a full course yellow, sometimes they hold up two yellow flags, which okay. is always like full course. And then the other times it's just a yellow flag, and you go, "Well, how do you know if it's full course or if it's?" Well, you go and you see: are there other yellow flags? And I do this every time it happened to me in practice, I think. You come down the hill, and you it was either the race or the practice. I can't remember now. You come down the hill. I think it was the practice, but I can't remember. You come down the hill, and I had that Porsche, a couple of fast Porsche guys, as kind of guys up my ass, and I see the yellow flag coming down the hill going into the straightaway. So... I see the yellow flag, and I check up a little bit, like, uh, okay. Right. And then as we come out of the corner onto the straightaway, I'm still checked up, and the guy behind me sees no yellow flags down the straightaway. Like, it only works on certain spots on the course. Like, that's one of the few ones that will work that way, where you can't see around the corner. So you just go, oh, we're under a full course, whatever. It's my fault. You couldn't do it in the middle of the track because you could see – down the track and go there's no more yellows over there but this one particular spot you're coming down the hill and they're waving a yellow on the inside of this tight corner and you go okay all right okay all right let me see and then you go round the corner and you go what's going on here and a guy goes flying past you and it's like (laughs) oh there are no more yellows he must have a radio Ooh, (laughs) maybe there's radios it's a good call yeah (laughs) yeah i'm seeing um i i mean i don't know Every race is different, like uh, the, in, on the internet, just saying. Um, but twin yellow is full course, and then yeah, yeah single yellow is road course. Whatever they said in the right. drivers' meeting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Adam's yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, now we get to uh, race day, and I'm 
19th, and we got the guy in the Sunoco RSR Donahue car, who I've uh, labeled as uh, possible trouble. <laughs> like, listen, wherever you are in life, please profile. You owe it to yourself to profile. And when you do a bunch of laps and you see a guy, the telltale thing is you're coming way down the long hill into uh, into turn into mm-hmm. turn eleven, going on to the straightaway, and you're behind a group of guys, and you see the one guy dart hard left, then poof of smoke comes out of one of his <laughs> rear tires, yeah, and then he slides He's back over again. Up a break. Yeah, that's a, I'm going for a balls out move yeah. on the beginning of this, even though it's practice or qualifying, whatever. Uh-oh, I'm not going to make it. Lock the brake and then slide back onto the thing. And then the next lap, you see the exact same thing. Like, that guy's going to try again. Yeah. Going hard. So the guy in the uh, Sunoco was uh, was in front of that's me. That's the blue, the blue yeah. Porsche. Yeah. And there that guy, that guy was a little uh, aggressive. Yeah. And uh, it's vintage racing. We, before <laughs> the race, we we went down to qualify. I thought I passed him in qualifying, but maybe I, I didn't. I'll have to look into that one of these days. But so I couldn't remember. Anyway, could have passed on a light yellow. <laughs> I uh, I now look over to my right, and he just gritted right next to me. And he just sort of like looks at me and he goes, take it easy on me, man. He starts <laughs> laughing. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> when the race began, he was just right next to me. And you could see from the first lap, he was pretty, pretty all over the place, uh, which I don't, I don't mind. It just means it, it doesn't instill gobs of confidence right. in you. Yeah. Like, well, at least you know what his intentions were early on. He was going to go for it. He was going to go for it. Yeah. I knew he was going for it. And because we came around the the hairpin, or we came around turn 11 to start the race, I was in first gear to start the race. I was not in second gear yet. So uh, we do. Uh, we got a three-minute. Well, we'll just show you the, uh, well, we'll just put the video up there. Uh, just get to the race part, I guess, Chris. You can skip ahead. Uh, uh, a minute or something in the thing. And you guys can go to uh, carcastshow.com if you want to check it out. Uh, it gives you a good feel. Chris did a real nice job of, of putting it together after I yelled at him to put it together right. And <laughs> uh, you can see the Sunoco guy is to my yeah. right. What number of car is that guy? Do we know? That's a very historic car. That's a Donahue, Sunoco, RSR. But anyway, you can go ahead and roll it if you want, uh, Chris. I was just... Sitting, sitting next to the guy, going, "All right, um, it's a big field." Um, everyone comes around uh, real slow, and you'll see him in first gear. And third gear started to give out a little. Also, the guy in the Sunoco car, if you watch, he puts his hand out the window at the beginning of the race. It does something weird. I, The guy, when the other guy in the Porsche RSR, whatever, like kind of gives him a little, 
Hey, make room for daddy move. Yeah. The guy's hand comes out the window. Like, hey, what the hey, fuck? What's going on? What's going on? Hey. It's the beginning of the rest. <laughs> it's a great move. You got to isolate hey, it. I'm Chris. driving here. You laugh. It's like you're stuck in traffic and yeah. some guy honks at you and you give no way for me. Except for it's the beginning of the race. Just <laughs> take his hand off the steering wheel. I was looking at the tape going, did he just put his hand out the window? Yeah. I'm not sure because it's so loud and the guy, the guy's. The guy's passing him by, but you can tell me. I'll tell you about uh, Geico, man. Everyone's got the to-do list. Oh, yeah. Drop off the dry cleaning. Pick up the milk over there. How about you add this to your things-to-do list? Save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance and don't have to leave the house. Just go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on your auto insurance. Put that extra money in your pocket. Get yourself uh, an exhaust system for your uh, RSR. How about that, man? <laughs> Geico.com. That's Geico.com. Yeah. All right. You tell me if that, when the Porsche, when the Porsche, go give it a little head, please, uh, Chris. When the Porsche kind of swings in on him a little, like kind of gets a little bit close, yeah. there's a, there's a, RSR, that's good. Sorry. Is this uh, even lap one or you're driving This is the beginning out of the show. This is the, be- this is the beginning of the race. Yeah. The race has started. He swung him on him a little. The RSR guy swung out, and his hand went out the window. Like, hey, give hey, me a break over what here. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't think the guy in the uh, the other Porsche could have seen him, really. That's why I wear white but gloves, is, is because he, my hand is out the window. I want people to see it. Like, where do they drop the green? Is he saying, hey, you can't get ahead of me because the green hasn't dropped Matt, yet? Or is he- the race has started. This is the beginning of the race. Yeah, right we're, around, race we're racing. Right around turn 11, I think everyone just starts going. Uh, okay you gotta wrap your mind around the reality that the race go run it back and just put the sound into it we're racing that's that's the part that makes it interesting i like it don't get me wrong here go ahead and watch Thing. And when, when 
looks like you're four feet away, yeah. you're, you're a foot away. Now, I, with the Turbo 935, am not making any ground up on any of these naturally aspirated inline car, six cars in my in my group, which is saying to me, I'm just not making the horsepower that I, I need to make yeah. at that um, point. We turned the boost up. It, it didn't, didn't really work. do much. We, you know, we knew the motor was a little tired, need some rings, getting a little blow by on the heads. But, uh, but you wanted to get it out there, wanted to race it, get a good feel for it. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll show the car a little bit, maybe take the engine out at some point. All in all, uh, a, a great weekend. Um, you know, there's always going to be some ups and some downs, but uh, a great weekend, Chris Max Pata. Wonderful job, thank, whacking everything thank together. Thank you for uh, taking me along, as yeah. usual. It, it's uh, the best week of the year. It is. And there's a lot more to talk about. There's the quail and pebble and all that. We'll have to do some of that next week. Yeah, and uh, Acura and Alfa Romeo and McGuire's and uh, JMPR and BMW and Rolls-Royce. We've got to thank of all them. All those and, guys I, for And I'll tell you what, yeah, day. we'll break this into two parts. We'll tell you all about uh, Sonny and his tooth and uh, <laughs> oh, <man>. watching <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and uh, the quail and all the free oh. shrimp and uh, all how, that. How many oysters? Oh, 45. You ate 45 40, oysters. Well, I ate 40 at the quail, and then they had more at the Porsche party later well, that night. Well, it's kind of like Tale of the Dragon, right? Yeah. Or whatever. It was, it's just, it was on an ice sculpture. Of, I've never done that. <laughs> oh, it's gotta, hair of the dog. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. Tale of the Dragon. <laughs> I don't, I'm not Is a big oyster eater. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's the Asian version. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, till next time. Adam Corolla for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying, Oh, you know what? I should tell you guys. Uh, yeah, I should tell you, uh, live shows, uh, doing stand-up shows, uh, Saturday, September 23rd, Park West in Chicago, Thursday on the October 5th, that's a live podcast, uh, Irvine, and then uh, Friday, doing another uh, live one. Oh, sorry, that's a stand-up show. That's uh, October 13th, Music Hall in Minneapolis, and then Polk Theater in Nashville, that's uh, Saturday the 14th. Go down to Curl.com. Find out all live dates and get yourself some swag, especially those buck slips. I just love those. Go to Chassis, C-H-A-S-S-Y dot com for the 24-hour war and winning and the bug movie and, uh, you know. Go back and watch this race clip. Go watch this three-and-a-half-minute video of the of the Porsche going around the track up at carcastshow.com. It's on YouTube as well, but it's yeah. cool to see. Definitely it's check fun. it out. It's fun. It gives you – I think it gives you a real good feeling of just what it – what yeah, the vibe is. Yeah, it's fun is. to watch. You want to get a visual for this one. Uh, Shift and Steer, that's Matt's podcast. Yeah. Subscribe now, Podcast One. And uh, Corolla Drinks, man, let's not forget it. Uh, we got the Endless Rant. We got the uh, Mangria. Lynette's uh, running the show over there, doing a bang-up job. Say hi to her. Check out the website, carcastshow.com. Click through our Amazon banner. And, uh, you know, next time you got to buy the Catback system, uh, click through us when you go to Amazon and spread the love around, man. So until next time, Matt from Matt the Martyr, D'Andrea, saying keep... The air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.